In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome to The Weld, STSA. It's been such a great, great, great series. If you haven't been following, go back and look at the first two. Father Anthony went through, I am the resurrection and life. I am the good shepherd. And today we'll get into the third one. Before we get into the third one, I liked the game that we just played. We got to know some of our church members. So I'm not going to play a game, but I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself. I know you want to know so much about me, you know, but um, first of all, I'm Father Abraham Pham. So um, if you don't know much about me, I'm going to tell you a quick synopsis in like two minutes, and then we're going to move on. But it is I am, so I got to tell you who I am. First of all, I was born in New Jersey, Jersey City, Jersey people. No? One? Okay, we got one. (laughs) We're... uh, to parents Amin and Badur Pham. I have an older brother, Eddie. I'm sure if you met him, he's been before. I got young, two younger sisters, Monica and Heidi. Um, you may know them, you may not know them. Um, after I was in New Jersey, I moved to Mississippi. My parents moved there, I stayed there three years. And then my elementary years, believe it or not, I lived in Saudi Arabia. I lived there in a city outside of Riyadh called Hafer al Batan. It's a small city, I stayed there through you know, all elementary years. I came back here from middle school and high school in Winchester. You guys know where Winchester is, like an hour from here, 45 minutes. So I stayed there in middle school and high school, then I went to college at George Mason University down the street here, or not down the street, but a little bit down the street. And um, then I worked for a company after I graduated, I worked as, a, as everybody else in the area, IT consultant, business consultant for a company called Accenture. Stayed there seven years and said, I'm done, I'm tired of it, I want something more. That's when I went to St. Mark's Church, and I was full-time um, just in the church. I wasn't a priest at the time, just full-time. I said, I'm leaving that. I'm just going to go to that. And I was working in the high school ministry, college ministry, and missions ministry for St. Mark's during that time, um, 2005, I think it was. So one year there, and then at that time, the same year I was there, I, was, I got married to Dahlia. You guys know Dahlia. Um, but then we stayed one year at St. Mark's and then um, got called to go to Zambia, and which I, I told you guys earlier, I didn't want to go to Zambia, I didn't want to be a priest, I didn't want to do any of that stuff, but I stayed there, we went and stayed there 14 years, came back here with you for one and a half years now, I know it's hard to believe, it's going fast, and, um, and we're, we're here in Leesburg and enjoying this beautiful journey. When I was young, my parents took us around the world a lot, so I got to see the world at a young age, went to Greece, Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore, Japan, Germany, like it was like uh, when you're in Saudi Arabia, we got these world trips every year. So I got to taste this world uh, view of everything. And of course, I went back and I stayed around the world in Zambia. And I've been on mission trips to Mexico. I've been on mission trips to um, recently Bolivia, been to Nigeria, Tanzania, Kenya. I know I'm not giving you my resume, but I'm just saying. But I went to Congo as well and many other places. So I feel like God has made me see a lot of things in the world, and I hope God can use me for something. On a more personal, personal, personal note, like we heard earlier from Julie, I'm very, very, very competitive. So our men's group, we meet once a month, and I demolish them in foosball, and you should ask them. They cry every time we meet. They go home crying because they can't, um, they can't stay uh, close. But anyways, that's a... That's, that's a little bit. We're competitive in our house. If you want to, I have, you know, Dahlia's my wife. I have kids, Josiah and Mary Grace, 12 and 9. At home, all four of us are always competing for everything. First one to the dinner table. First one to finish food. 
just yesterday or the other day, we did a spicy chip challenge. Who can go longer without drinking milk or water and the spicy chip? And all of us, we, 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 ran, we ran out of chips. None of us lost. We're so competitive, even though we're dying, we're sweating, we're like, but we're saying, we're not losing. Everyone said, Abuna, you're going to be the first. Dad, you're going to be the first. And I wasn't. I said, I'm st I'm, you said I'm not going to do it, I'm going to do it. That's the thing, if you tell someone they can't do it, of course, they're going to compete. So anyways, we compete for everything. We can do the most push-ups, we can do the most sit-ups. Um, I think you've had enough with, with about me and who I am. The reason you're here today is because you want to know what the real I am. Christ is the real I am. We tried to get to know our congregation earlier. You want to get, it, it's, that's important. But the real I am is why we're here. And I love the first two weeks, the resurrection and life and good shepherd. But I really love this week, guys. And we're going to tell you about it in a second. I really, really, really love this week. And the reason I love it is because it answers the question, are we real Christians? Now, let me say that again. Are we real Christians? Because sometimes I feel that we're just Christians and we're just kind of doing the Christian thing from the outside and we're kind of doing the outside motions and we're kind of doing the thing. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Hi, guys, how are you doing? And we do this thing, but as soon as something tough happens, as soon as something rough happens or someone is rude to us or mean to us, we get heated. We get heated at home if somebody does something. We get heated if somebody is driving a car and cuts you off. Just recently, I'm, I'm telling you the truth, just recently, you know, I was trying to get off an exit. It was a left exit. And I'm telling you, one car after another, as soon as I put the blinker on, what did they do? They sped up. And they sped up, and they wouldn't let me in. And the next one. And I was trying to just, I was going to miss the exit. It was a left exit. And I'm telling you guys, I was heating up. Inside, I was burning up. I was ready to, I was ready to fight. I'm be honest with you guys. I, I, can't, like, I put the blinker on. I was like, come on. Like, and every person that came, the car just sped up. You ever been in that situation? Like, like, come on. Like, what are you in a rush for? Are you going to go save a life? Just let me in. Let me in so I can get off my exit. Anyways, I've been in those heated moments before. So what I want to say is, like, who are we really when no one is looking? Who are we really? Because I, I feel like we need to figure out how to be a real Christian. And today's I Am kind of addresses that. Now, even at home, guys, let's be honest. If you're parents, we get tested every day on this one. I'm going to be honest. Telling your kids, asking your kids, begging your kids, crying, please do your homework. Please clean your room. Please, it's time for dinner. Please, it's time for bed. Please. It's like, it's not even like you can't, you, back in the day, your parents told you something. What did you do? Right? Yes, of course. Nowadays, you have to ask, you have to plead, you have to beg, please, can you? And you have to repeat yourself 75 times. And by the end of the night, you're like, I'm dead. And most of us just blow up. I'm, I'm included. So it, it begs the question once again, if I'm really a follower of Christ, and if you're really a follower of Christ, to know if you're a real, 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 real follower, it's when you're pressed, when you're pressured, when you're under stress, that's how we know what's inside. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because sometimes we're rude, angry, we have hidden aggression, we have something hidden, and we just blow up. By the way, even if you don't blow up, but you get angry, that's still the same thing. There's something boiling inside of us from time to time, and I'm the first to admit that I have those challenges. So today we're going to get a big answer. Today we're going to get to the bottom of this. With today's I am, we're going to get to the bottom of how we can be real Christians, even under duress, 
even under pressure, even when someone doesn't let you in, even when the kids don't listen, even when you fill in the blank, your boss did that to you, or your wife did that to you, or whatever, you can fill in the blank. That's what we want to get to. That's what we want to get to. So today's big I am, you probably heard it earlier, is I am, let's say this one together, guys. Let's say it all together. I am the vine. You He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Let's do it one more time, but like maybe everyone can do it this time. Ready? I am. And I in him bears much fruit. For without me, so you're saying the answer to my anger when someone cuts me off is gardening, farming. Didn't you talk about that in your sermon today, Abuna, about how the weeds and all that stuff? The answer is be a good farmer, gardener. Be, that's the answer? I don't think that's the answer you were looking for, was it? I don't think this verse was the answer you were looking for. This I am, this is the I am that you wanted to talk about. Actually, this is one of the most powerful <clears throat> I ams that he said. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, by the way, before I tell you more about this I am, this is between when Jesus washed the feet of disciples and then the Garden of Gethsemane, just to put it in context. He met with his disciples, he gave the Last Supper, he washed their feet, it was like his last message to his disciples, this last hour or last whatever, then he went to Garden of Gethsemane, and you know the rest of the story. This part in the middle, he said this. He said this to his disciples, and really to all of us, in the most important hour of his life. The most pressing, the most like, he was, like, he, he knew what he was getting ready to do. He said the most important things at the end. This was one of them. Just want to set that in. But he's saying, he is the vine, okay, and we are the branches, and if we abide in him, there's going to be a lot of fruit. But without him, you can do nothing. You can't be kind. You can't be loving. You can't be forgiving. You can't put up with that nonsense that's happening around you. You can't, unless we're connected to him. We're going to talk about that in a second. But here is talking about fruit. Again, it's very confusing. Does God want, like, does God, what fruit? I ask you, what fruit? If you are abiding in Christ, a lot of fruit. Does that mean I'm going to get a lot of stuff? Like, what is the fruit? Think about that for a second. What is it that God is promising here? What is the fruit that, that, that you want? That your life, is, your life is fruitful and blessed and you have a lot of stuff? And you know, what is the fruit? And that's what we need to get to the bottom of it. And, and one verse by St. Paul really gets to the bottom of it. But the, you know it very well. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, before you brush it over, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. I know the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to teach us the fruit of the Spirit. The kids are learning the fruit of the Spirit. What's the point of that? Before we brush it off really quickly, I'm telling you, think about this for a second. What is it that you want in your life, really? You want a lot of money? You want God to, when you get pulled over by the police, to that the police doesn't give you a ticket, like that's the fruit, that's the blessing, that you have a lot of stuff, the kids are okay in their future, okay, okay, it's fine, fine, good, okay. But what is it that you really want? I promise you, you'll find it in here. This fruit is, if we're connected to God, this is what happens. Now you're saying, okay, what's the big deal? Love, joy, peace. I promise you, why do people get married? Why do people look for friendships? Love, right? What about the, the nonsense that goes up on here? All the fears and worries, what are you looking for up here? Peace, right? Like, aren't, don't you want peace of mind? How many of you get stressed and worried and fears? Don't you want that? Why do you think we're trying to work and, make, and, and work hard and make money for a, a good future for my family? Why? Because you want these things. 
You, you desire these things. You would die for these things. When you want to do a sin and you want to stop a sin, I can't stop the sin. That last one there, I'm sure, is the best one. Self-control? I got no self-control when it comes to food. I got no self-control when it comes to that sin or watching that thing. I keep watching, I keep watching, keep watching. I got no self-control. I wish I had self-control. Guys, you will find, I promise you, you will find everything you ever wanted right in here. Everything. Everything that you're working hard for is right in there. It's right here. It's right in, this is the fruit. Isaiah chapter 5 actually talks about it a little bit more. He says, you're going to want this righteousness, this justice, you want love. It goes into it more. Same thing. So here's the two options. Here's the two options for you and me. I want you to pretend we're a branch, right? We are the branch. We have two options. Connect to the tree, connect to the vine, and much fruit is coming. Or be a branch that's disconnected to God, from God, and then you're going to keep saying this, God, when are you going to give me this real love in my life? When are you going to give me this peace? When are you going to give me, when are you going to, when are you going to change me? When are you going to, you're going to, we're going to be a branch that's not connected to the tree and ask God, but how, God, I'm this, I'm your branch, you promised, and I should be, and I should be. We're going to be, keep asking God why and where and how, and we're this tree that's not connected. We're not abiding Look, guys, you know very well, just like I do. What is the first thing that you need to do when you want to communicate with someone? You need to make sure that, and if you want to use your phone, and you want to communicate with someone, say, in Africa, maybe in Egypt, maybe in Japan, what do you got to do? You got to connect to the Wi-Fi or the, the network. You got to make sure you're connected to the network. Why? The first thing we did when we were in Bolivia, everyone's like, what's the Wi-Fi password? What's the, the most devastating thing in Bolivia? What's the Wi-Fi password? It's like, it's like most people are dying. What's the Wi-Fi? Why? Because we want to stay connected. Because when we stay connected, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. Even Mary Grace, I don't know if you guys ever had her come visit your house. She, if you find her, she brings her iPad, and she comes into the house. I don't know if you guys have seen this, if she came to your house yet. And she whispers to me, she's like, Dad. It's like, what? You tell them, you ask them. She's like, Dad, Dad. I'm like, you ask, I'm not going to ask them for you. And she said, no, I'm not asking you to ask. So at the end, of course, when you tell the kid to ask, they never. So I say, hey, can we, uh, can we borrow your Wi-Fi password? She said, Mary Grace wants to, she wants to get on and get connected. And, she, and she's smiling. And then, of course, all of you who I visited, you guys know, it's, uh, you guys are always gracious to give. And that, that's, that's our life. We are so eager to get connected into the world. I got to be on social media. I got to be connected. We're so eager for that. But I'm telling you guys, we need to be very eager to connect with Christ because nothing will make sense. No fruit will ever come. Isn't the worst thing in the world, this is the worst thing, if you had a branch laying on the ground in your, in your house and you said, how come this thing is not bringing fruit? And you curse it. This thing is not bringing fruit. It's on the ground, separated from the tree. Wouldn't that look funny if I came to your house and you're upset? I'd say, why are you upset? This branch is not bringing fruit. But it's not connected to the tree. It's never going to bring fruit. It's really insane to think about that if we want fruit and we want blessing and we want holiness and we want self-control and we want love between each other and we want forgiveness, we want all these beautiful things, but we're not connected to the, to the vine, that's insane. And I just want to make you think about it. That's really insane. 
and that brings up a good question right here, right in front of you. I want you and me to think about this. Are we really connected to Christ? That's, that's probably the most important question. I'm going to tell you what that means. But are we really connected to Christ? Because our life will never be fruitful. And don't expect your children who are coming behind you to be fruitful. That's never going to happen. If your branch is broken, their branch is broken. Let's, let's be honest. If we're not connected, don't expect them to be connected. Are we really connected to Christ? And you would say, yeah. What are you talking about? We're all Christians. We're all here. We've been in the liturgy all day, and now we have the well. And We're connected. What's the problem? I don't know. But let me go a little bit more here. John chapter 15, verse 1. This was right before the I am verse, right? This is the other one. I am the true vine. True vine. Remember, this was I am the vine, and you are the branches. This one says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Okay? I am the true. Why did he say true vine? Why do you add the word true? Because here's the thing. You may be connected to a vine, but it's not the real vine. Isn't that crazy to think? You may be connected to something, and you may be like, oh yeah, I'm but it might not be the true vine. There might be a fake vine. There might be a wrong vine. Like, if I have a branch right now, and I have a cup of water, and I have a branch, and I put that branch in a cup of water, what's going to happen to that branch? Is it going to bring fruit? It won't. It won't. If I put Coke in, in a cup, maybe Diet Coke, oh, Coke Zero, someone's like Coke Zero, but Coke Zero, I'm sure Coke Zero tastes so good, it's going to do something to that branch. I tried this one, didn't work. Okay, so what do I do now? Maybe I need a bigger vase or bigger, something bigger and put that branch in. No. If that branch is not connected to the tree, there is no hope. The true vine, to be honest with you guys, I want you to ask this question of yourself, and I know you don't want to ask this question. What is the vine that you're connected to every day that you put all of your energy, all of your effort, all of your focus? I want you to write that on your handout. I hope you have a handout. I don't know if you've got handouts or not, but if you have one, I want you to write, this is my vine. This is what I'm connected to. This is what my, all my energy is. And your vine could be, oh, my family. My vine could be my work. My vine could be, but I'm saying, he's saying, I am the one. Oh, I'm lonely. I need to connect with these friends. Okay, that might help. I am, um, I'm sad. I need to go on social media. Okay, that's a vine, but not really. So I need, um, I need more joy. Let me find a party or a social gathering. I need peace. Let me find out how to have enough money to pay my bills. Some of us have bills. We have mortgages, we have car payments, we have this, we have insurance. And, and by the way, when I came back from Zambia to America, I didn't realize how many different small bills. Like there's different expense. Like we had, me and I put a spreadsheet together. In Zambia, it was like one, two, three items. That's it. That's all we have to focus on, right? Here is like 75 items and this little one and this little one. And this little one. So I understand. We need, we're all running around. And so, write, write them down one day and see. Sometimes there are auto pay. Auto pay is dangerous, by the way, because we don't know what's going on. But if you look carefully, if you look carefully, like, what is that? That one too? And that one? And it's like, and we're, we're stuck in this weird cycle. And at the end, we're not, we're, 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 we're not at rest. So our vine could be that. And Christ wants to give us all these things that he promised us. But we're frustrated Let's be honest, guys. Sometimes we're frustrated in our Christian walk. Be honest. Sometimes we're frustrated. Why is this happening? Why not like that? And how come I'm not changing? And how come, how come? We're frustrated. But today, there's answers connected to 
the vine. There's going to be a lot. You know what it said, much fruit? I love that. He didn't say, if you connect, if you abide in me, you're going to have some fruit. He didn't say that. God said, much fruit. Much. I don't see any fruit. Where's all the much? So we get frustrated. No matter what we try, we can't find the fruit. We can't find the blessing. No matter what you do and I do, we can't figure it out. There's a guy in the Bible, you may know him, he tried everything. He tried money. He tried getting married to many. He tried everything. He was the smartest guy on the block. He was the wisest. And at the end, he said, this is all a waste of time. It's like grasping for the wind. You know what I'm talking about, right? King, King Solomon. He said, I, I tried everything. I tried that vine. I tried that vine. I tried all these vines. And all the vines at the end, you know what happened? I got nothing out of them. He said it's all grasping for the wind. You know what grasping for the wind means? No one here can grasp the wind. You have nothing. If I reach for the wind, you have nothing in your hand. He said that's what we're doing every day. I think he was wise enough to tell us that we're running around not connected to the true vine and we're lacking patience. Man, I need some patience, don't you? I need some self-control sometimes, don't you? These are some things we really need. What fruit are you missing? I'm asking you guys a question. I want you to answer to yourself right now. What fruit are you missing? What fruit are you missing? What fruit are you missing from that? I want you to think, I want you, if you are brave enough to write it down, write it down. But that's what we need. What fruit are you missing? I already told you I'm missing patience. That's a big one for me. Gentleness is another one. You may think I am, but I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm neither patient nor gentle. I'm being honest with you. You can ask my family, okay? What about you? I was honest to tell you who I am. I was born in this place. I lived in this place. I did this. I am this. That's me. But at least you can do that in front of God. At least we can all do that in front of God. Now I'm going to give you two ways. I'm going to give you a little bit more detail now to help you out, okay? And help myself out. <clears throat> the first one, and I hope you have it in your handout. This is the, I'm going to give you two truths that's going to help us to get through this, this journey. But what fruit? You should have wrote it down. Now I want you to think about this. The first thing I want to tell you is staying connected produces fruit. Now, you, you just said that, Abuna. You just said being connected produces fruit. Do you see the keyword that's in blue? It's what? What's the keyword? What's the keyword altogether? What's the keyword? Staying. Because I am sure you got connected to God before. That's not what I want you to do. I want you to, there's the handouts. Come on, guys. I've been like talking to myself the whole time, and there's the handouts right there. Okay, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Big hand for Sarah. We've got to clap for her. Thank you. The best. Staying. So you guys got to, by the way, there's always answer keys on the bottom or something, so you, don't worry if you missed out. There's like a little answer key at the bottom. So, so this one is staying connected produces fruit. What's the difference? I thought you already said being connected. Staying connected produces fruit, bears fruit. I'll give it to you an example. There's actually just a true story. There was a prisoner who was a prisoner of war, and he was innocent. He was innocent. He was just a prisoner of war, and he just got caught up in something. And he was locked in this prison, and he was there for many years. And he thought of a crazy idea. 
And actually, part of it was in a movie later on, but that's a different story. <clears throat> he started chipping away at the wall. He's in a prison. He would chip away day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, for many years, like 15 years. He would chip away, like trying to break out. He would just chip, chip, chip. Like he would try to get, and he kept chipping away at the wall. And after like 15 years, he made a hole for himself. He was in a movie later on. I don't know if you remember that movie, but anyways, those who are movie lovers know. He was free. Why was he successful? How did he become free? Because all he did was every day, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. That's the secret, staying connected every day, just a little bit. Just, please guys, stand in front of the living God every day, stay connected. Oh, I haven't read the Bible in three or four days, three or four weeks. Disconnected. How, is this, how are we going to be fruitful now? How is it going to be fair fruit? All I'm asking you to do is think about this. Just stay connected little by little every day. Okay? And by the way, it's not just staying connected. Do you remember the verse? It says abide. It doesn't say connected. And I want you to re- look at this verse. It says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciple indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That guy who kept at the prison, he was free. How? He was really committed every day, every day, every day. I know, guys, we want something more permanent. The worst thing we can do as Christians is be Christians casual. The worst things we can do is just be a Christian out there and no one knows that we are even followers of Christ. It's, we're, used to, we're almost like nothing. We should be a tree that's bearing a lot of fruit. So when people see us, they can eat and they can enjoy and they can see God and they can be, they can be touched, they can be encouraged. When they see you, do they see that? I don't know. When they, for me too, I have to ask myself, does my own family think I'm all those things? I don't know. I want something more permanent. Permanent is abiding, right? Stay connected. Stay abiding. That's the goal. Can I tell you something else that I've seen out there? When I say stay connected, let me ask you a question. How long do people keep jobs these days? How normal. How long do people keep jobs? Maybe six months, one year, two years, three months. I know. Believe it or not. The new generation, maybe not you because you're old like me, a lot of you guys are older. We, you know, when I, used to, when I was growing up, it was like, you work for GE for 55 years, right? That was the mentality. Now it's like, when I hear people getting jobs now, honestly, I'm not making this up. I said, how long did you work at that job? Six months, I'm tired of it, I'm looking for a new one. Okay, after six months, oh, we, I'm, gonna, I'm in a new job. Get, so, there's one person I know in, in my mind, every time I speak to him, he has a new job. Every time I speak to him, he has a new job. And it became so funny, I asked him, hey, what job are you working at now? I always ask him, where are you now? And I'm saying, we don't know how to stay. You know what's the problem? That mentality is kind of rubbing off. We don't stick with it. Marriages. We used to say, marriage for life, remember? We're going to get married. I don't care what happens or what she did or what he did. We're married for life. Now it's like, yeah, I don't like her anymore. I'm annoyed by her. Next one. I'm telling you. I'm not saying anything about you specifically. I'm saying something about what we're dealing with. <clears throat> we're in an environment of not sticking with it. <clears throat> Stay connected to Christ? 
<laughs> okay, I can do that from here and there. I'm like, I can casually open the Bible here. I can casually attend here. I can do, I can, yeah, I'm doing it. We're all doing the same thing. That's not it. <clears throat> Abiding. Staying connected. You know why? When you stick with it, fruit is coming. You know the worst thing that can happen? Is you go and you plant a tree in your house. It gets bigger and the fruit is getting ready to come out. And you cut the tree down. Wouldn't that be insane? Wouldn't it be insane? Don't cut, the, don't cut down the tree right before the fruit comes. That's what we're doing. I went to a mission trip. I went to a retreat. I went to this thing. I love what Abuna Anthony said, Abuna Timothy said. I love this message. I love, I love. And you get excited and we're connected and we love God. And then a few days later, we're disconnected. Monday morning is disconnection day, by the way. Do you know that? Sunday I'm connected, Monday I get disconnected. I don't understand it. We all do it. What I'm saying to you is, do you really want that fruit? Then stay connected until the fruit comes. And right before the fruit comes, finally I'm starting the chain. And I'm getting ready. And Holy Week. And then I cut down the tree. I know it sounds ridiculous. But the, I want to tell you something. I know this for sure. The fruit is coming. The fruit is coming. Stay with it. Oh, my life, and it's bad, and stay with it. I promise you, I promise you. Stay connected, and we're going to see some, we're going to be like a big forest, and a lot of fruit coming from this place. I, I believe that, and I told you that earlier in the, in, the, in the Sunday homily. The other truth I want you to follow and, and remember is the opposite kind of. Being disconnected, I know it's like you just said the same thing, but in a different way. Yes, I did. Being disconnected produces nothing. Yes, it produces nothing. If all, this, all these equipment and TV and screens and projectors are not connected to electricity, it's going to be no power. There's going to be nothing here. Like it, we, let's, being disconnected produces nothing. And by the way, the most thing that I look in that verse, I think I have it here. Yeah, at the end of verse 5, that same verse, for without me you can do nothing. I always repeat that. I don't know what it is. Like he says, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me bears much fruit. That one hurt, that one bears much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. I mean, like, he, it doesn't say you can do, hey, something, hey, you can make it in life. It says nothing, zero. A successful marriage, no. Kids, no. Nothing. Work and then friendships and, and overcoming my sin, nothing, zero. Joy, patience, gentle, all, all that fruit. <clears throat> and you know which fruit you want. I already know what, I told you which one I want. Nothing, zero, zilch, nada. I don't know any other language you want to say, right? Nothing. You can't help me out, guys. Come on, there's nothing. It's not going to happen unless we're, unless we're connected, unless we're abiding. In the rest of the verse, if anyone does not abide in me, look at the rest of the verse. He is cast out as a branch and is withered. My branch is withered. And they gather them and throw them in the fire and they are burned. What? What is that, God? God, you just said I can be fruitful. But he's also saying we can't do anything in our life without him. He is divine. He is. That's kind of divine, divine, but he's divine, right? He is. He is. We can't do anything. I wish there was a way. We're never going to have real fruit. You know what? You can pretend to love your, your spouse. You can pretend I love you and, you. and you can pretend to love each other. But if it's not from God... It's fake. I'm not trying to say that in a rude way to you guys. I'm being honest. Remember, I'm practicing gentleness. Forgive me. It's fake. 
It's not real. You know what I hate? Fake fruit. To be honest with you, and don't get upset with me, I hate the fruit in America. It's, forgive me, I know it's on camera, and you got, it's fake. When I was living in Zambia, I'm telling you, the fruit was so delicious. It was real tasty. Even when we went to Bolivia, right, Hinnak? The fruit tasted, we had so many different kinds of fruit. It was, where's Maggot? Maggot? We ate fruit. We came back here, a banana is not a banana, guys. Come on, that's not a banana. Whatever we're eating here. And then we bought, the, here's the funny thing. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm on a tangent. I bought the organic fruit here. It's not organic. It's not fruit. It's not. <clears throat> the, the fake one, the organic one. Sorry, I went on a tangent, guys. But it's not real. It's fake. Guys, I'm telling you, we're, 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 we want real love. We want real peace. This thing is, can't rest sometimes. Guys, you want to rest. It's only in him. The fake stuff doesn't work. And I'm telling you and I'm telling myself, I want, to get over, I want us to overcome our anger, our grudges. You know what's killing the Christians in this world? I'm going to say this honestly before God, is division. We're all divided. Love from the outside. I want our church, I pray our church, and may God protect this church, to really love each other and be united, and to make sure we can bring as many people as possible into this. But you have to be connected. If you're not connected with God, all we're doing here is fake. Everything we're doing here is fake. Well, how are you? How are you? And how's everything? No, 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 no. I want real. And you can forgive. You guys are gonna have to forgive me after this talk. I want real fruit. I want to be a real Christian, and I want you to be a real Christian. That's what God is promising with this vine. If you this, this verse always catches me. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. And the reason I put that in there is I'm just saying, which fruit do you really have? If you think you're fine, if you really have the real deal, and some of you do, you are the real deal. I'm not saying all of us. But some of us, we know, as soon as I have stress at home, we become monsters. You ever become a monster at home? I have. First one. I hope the bishop doesn't watch this thing. <laughs> Become a monster. Why do we have to record this one today? <laughs> but I wanted to be honest with you guys today. I prefer to be honest with you than give you a sermon. Because if you want me to give you a sermon, we can give you sermons. But that's not what... I want us to be the real deal. And I think that's the way we should have it. Just take heed, guys. Be watchful. Be real. How do we stay connected to the vine? How do we stay connected? Of course, I'm going to tell you liturgy. The ultimate way is liturgical life. That's the ultimate. Of course, you know, confessions and prayers and by all that. But it's more than that. I know you're going to say, okay, well, we know that. one." Here's the thing I want you to really know. This is really important. It's not what you do, but the way. I think I put this in your handout as well. The way. The way I approach the vine is equally important as staying connected to the vine. Yes, stay connected to the vine. Be connected to Christ. Abide in Him. But it's the way. Because we can just go through the motions. Isn't it right? Then we're fake again. We can just go through and say, oh yeah, I, I, did, I, did the, I did the Christian things. No, the way. Sometimes, it's not your fault. It's not my fault. We do things because we have a guilty conscience. Or we do things with, for spiritual stuff, just want to please the conscience. Okay, I read the Bible. I just read the Bible, I did it. And, 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 and sometimes we, 
we are kind to each other, in front of each other, because that's the Christian thing to do. But it said something about love in the epistle today. It said, Christ gave his life for us, and we should give our life to the brethren. That's another level of Christianity, right? So the way, sometimes we read the Bible quickly. Sometimes we go to church, I want to finish. You know, I want to finish, I want to finish. But the way I approach the liturgy, the way I approach my Bible, the way I approach prayer, I am connected to the vine. I want to be connected to you. I want to stand in your presence. It's the way. The way can be, or the way can be, I, I, need, I, want, to, I want to touch you. I want to see you. I want to know you. I want to be connected. You're the vine on the branch. I need to be connected to you. I need to abide in you. It's a different perspective. It's not just doing spiritual things. It's the way. Not only that, I would add this. It needs to be done Urgently and persistently. Everything is urgent in this world except our life with God. Every emergency you have is urgent and then we're so persistent and we're so eager. But do the same in your journey to connect to Christ. When you're connecting with Christ, the way and the urgency makes a whole lot of difference, guys. The way you stand before God, the way you read your Bible, but it's, it's urgent. I've never seen anyone open the Bible and say, I can't wait to open the Bible. I can't wait to pray. I can't wait to do a three-hour liturgy. I can't. I'm excited. We should be in the sense that because I'm meeting the vine, I'm connecting to the vine. It's a whole different game. It's a whole different thing. And why I put persistently in there, like I said to you early, hang on. Fruit is coming. Fruit is coming in your life. Just hang on. I'm almost towards the end here, guys. I know it's, it's been a little bit longer than we wanted, but we're almost done. John 13, 7, Christ said something. This is the same time that he had this conversation with his disciples. That Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand about washing the feet. I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. You know, that always gets me. You will know after this, but you will know after. What do you mean, God? What God is saying there is everything that God gave us as a message and everything God did for us. And everything he's promising us, like, just stay connected to me, fruit's coming. But God, I don't get it. And why? And how come this person is sick? And this person is fighting me? And I can't get over my anger. I have a big anger. And how come? You will know after this. Hang on. You're going to understand later. You're going to, what is, it's a mystery. Just like we, the bread and wine mysteriously transforms the body and blood. Two become one. It's a mystery. You will know after this. You will know later. What I'm saying to you is, you know what's the problem with us? We want all the answers, then we act. Isn't that true? I want all the answers, and then I'm going to follow you. No, we do it the other way around. We go first. First, we trust him and be like him. I love, I am divine. Your fruit is coming, guys. I promise. Change is coming. Fruit is coming. It won't happen overnight. I won't be like Jesus overnight. I won't be loving, forgiving, patient, gentle. All the, I won't have that joy all the time. I'm feeling sad, actually. I feel a little bit sad. I don't know why I'm sad, right? It, joy is coming. It's coming. You know, we missed the goal. I want to be like you, God. I want to be connected to you and I want to be like you. You go to medical school, the goal is not medical school, is it? 
It's not the goal, is it? The goal is to become like a, be a doctor, right? When you go to law school, you just, the goal wasn't to be a, just go to law school, it's to be a lawyer. Going to church, what's the goal? What's your goal? What's your goal? Why are you here? What's the goal? Medical school, doctor. Law school, lawyer. Church, a real Christian. Thank you. We are like Christ. We actually are like Christ. Believe it or not, we're supposed to be like Christ. Isn't that amazing? We're supposed to be like God. I know it's hard to believe. We're supposed to be like Him. We're supposed to act like Him, talk like Him, be like Him. And all that fruit that He promises is real. It's coming. I'm done talking. I just want to say John 15, 5. I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Keep that verse in front of you. I want you to write that verse or print that verse and keep it in front of you. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. Bear much fruit. I want that fruit, Lord, but without you, I can do nothing. 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 Last thing I'll say here is, again, I'm reminding you, what fruit are you lacking? Which one? Which one? What are you going to do about it? Stay connected. Stay connected. We don't connect with God on Sunday only. We connect with Him every day and throughout the day. Stay connected. The tree may not have fruit today, but it will. It will. I know God's going to give me gentleness and patience. I know it. I don't want to be the Christian who is cursing up a storm when someone cuts me off in, in, the, in the highway. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to blow up on my kids. I don't want to be the person who does that. I want to be a real, the real deal. I told you, I hate fake fruit. Real fruit tastes so good. It tastes really, really, really good. I want us to be like we heard real Christians bearing real fruit. Which fruit are you lacking? What are you going to do about it? Let's pray for that. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Let's stand up for prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, every one of us we heard, we know, you are the resurrection and life. You are the good shepherd. Care for us, your sheep. You are the vine. We are the branches, Lord, but our branch can't survive without being connected to you. Lord, we don't understand what it means to bear much fruit. Only you can do that through us. I can never, and we can never be loving. We can never have joy. We can never have peace of mind. It can never happen without you. We trust in you. We need you. Help everyone in this church be connected and bear much fruit and be like you. Help us to be like you. We love you. We honor you. Please bless everyone here. Let everyone leave in peace and go home and continue to tell others about how amazing you are, to stay connected with you, to enjoy this life with you. We need you, Lord. We're desperate for you. Please forgive us our sins. We love you. We honor you. We ask all this in your name. Session of St. Mary, St. Mark, and all the saints. Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. In Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.